This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. There are so many things about the college football playoff that were off-putting the latest rankings that came out last night, and one of which I really am having trouble understanding. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph, um, I'm probably in the minority on this. The idea that Ohio State dropped to sixth, I think is frankly too low a lot of people are taking the idea that it's too high for them to be that they shouldn't be in front of texas and alabama at this point and i i just can't i can't do that not when the team that we have destroyed all year that everybody has criticized all year for not playing anybody in michigan beat ohio state at home by less than one score, Ohio State, in theory, went out and scheduled tougher. It may not have turned out that way with uh, beating Notre Dame, but Notre Dame was better than anybody that Michigan played out of conference. And from that standpoint, I don't feel like Ohio State should be definitively out of this, and it feels like they are. Yeah, disagree. You can just you can take them off the rankings. No consideration for them. They're You're done. done. You're They're done. done. They they had their game. They had their measuring stick game. There are a handful of prove it games that happen this time every year. Prove it games. The games that determine whether or not you're in this or you're not in this. And they had that game last weekend against Michigan. Both teams were undefeated. Win that game and you're you're you don't have to worry about anybody else. You don't have to worry about whether or not you control your destiny or all these other th- what all these other resumes look like. Go win the game. Ryan Day and Ohio State didn't win the game. They're not playing this weekend. You're done. See ya. Thanks for coming out. Still a good program. Not worthy of playing for a championship. Problem Georgia's is, number one. Yeah, but just quickly, the problem there is that they were actually ranked ahead of Michigan last week. And so okay. Michigan beat them. So now they're going to five, five. They're falling what four or five spots? Four spots? I, I don't. I don't care. Five spots, ten spots, fifteen spots. It doesn't matter. To You're me. just the done top, either way. Top okay. four, all that matter. There's yep. nothing they can do to change the narrative. Like, what are the great wins for them this year? Uh, tight win over Penn State. <laughs> great. What's Penn State? Penn State beats up on all the crap and doesn't beat anyone legit. That win is okay. It's not great. And then you beat Notre Dame, who turned out to not be very good. And that was a real tight game. So I, Ohio State, it's not like they're a terrible football team. It's just we are now in the business of sorting out the championship contenders. They had their chance last week to show that they were a championship contender. They came up short. It's okay. But look at who they're up against right now. Georgia's number one. They're undefeated. They're playing for a conference championship. Michigan, number one, number two, undefeated, playing for a conference championship. Washington, undefeated, conference championship. Florida State, undefeated, conference championship. Oregon, one loss, conference championship. Ohio State, one loss, nothing. Texas, one loss, conference championship. Alabama, one loss, conference championship. Ohio State, one of these things is not like the other. So they've been good. It was a tight loss. It's unfortunate, but we got to get down to splitting hairs with these final four teams. They don't have enough juice. They don't have enough on the resume to make any case whatsoever that they should be in there. Well, (laughs) I will be able to make the case next week that they should be in it ahead of Florida State. (laughs) I will absolutely. Because, listen, let's just say Oregon wins this week and beats Washington, right? Oregon, other than that, what game did they win? Am I going to get excited about Utah? Am I going to get excited about, you know, Colorado early in the year when they were ranked? USC fell apart, so that doesn't look as good. Exactly. So it's not like 
you could take those two resumes and one is drastically better than the other, right? To me, I'd rather take the team that I knew played at least some better competition in their conference. But that aside, it brings us to Florida State. And when you are at this point and you have the team that is from the worst Power Five conference, and I am, listen, Washington and Oregon are, are better than virtually anything the ACC has to offer. Can we agree on that? Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So from the team from that's undefeated from the worst Power Five conference, and we're going to get all pumped up by the fact that they beat LSU early in the year when they had their starting quarterback, and now they don't have their starting quarterback, and they're still sitting at four after last week they were at five. They're the team to move up? I don't get it. I want to hear from Boo Corrigan, the college football playoff committee chair, who, of course, is on with Amber and Ian last night, as he is each and every week. They're certainly a different team, right? than what they are, but they continue to win games. And, you know, there's nothing easy about winning down in Gainesville. There's nothing easy about rivalry games and, and kind of where you let off with Washington State, you know, in, in Florida, et cetera. You, you know, but, you know, Tate Rodemaker made plays. Trey Benson scores three touchdowns. The defense gives up 13 points. I mean, you know, really good team. And as we think, I think we talked about it last week, you know, there's 84 other scholarship players on that team that are out there playing, that know how to play, and, you know, they got some dudes. As I like to say, Florida's a seven-loss team, Joe. I'm supposed to get pumped up by that. Well, on one hand, I see what the committee's trying to set up here because you do have to think about long-term precedent with all of this. Now, the good news for the committee is that this is the last year of four playoff teams, so there's far more flexibility for stuff like this in the future. But if there wasn't, if Florida State went undefeated, handles their business against Louisville, and is kept out primarily because their starting quarterback went down with an injury a couple weeks ago. What does that say about everything moving forward? Are we now suddenly going to start individually rating the quarterback position? Well, you know, Washington 12 and one Oregon 12 and one is, is Michael Penix maybe slightly better than Bo Nix. So as a result, because the quarterback's better and they split the season series, that's what we're going to go with. Are we not going to wait defenses or coaching or anything else? Is the quarterback position going to be weighted more heavily than it has been in the past? These are the things that keep in mind when it comes to the decision-making process. There's also this. If you put them in and they get waxed and all we hear about is, well, they didn't have Jordan Travis, I don't, I don't want any part of that. I don't want that narrative. These games are meant to be played, and then we determine from the semifinal – which two teams advance. I don't want to hear about the team that lost. They lost because, you know, they didn't have their guy, but if they did have their guy, they would have been better. Like, I don't want any of those narratives. You lose, you're done, you're out. That's it. None of this excuse-making crap. But what I want and what you want are the four best teams next week. Four best. No matter how this all plays out here in the next few days, do you believe that Florida State come Monday – will be one of the four best teams in the country. So it's not what I think, it's what the committee thinks is what you're asking. Basically, yes. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's really both. It's really both. My opinion is they're nowhere close. They're yeah. nowhere close. I think this committee should have an, I've said it before, I think this committee should have an odds maker on it. A legitimate well, odds maker should be there to weigh this in. I reached that, out to one this morning. Go ahead. This is where I was leading you. Go ahead, yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, Ed Salmon's at the Westgate. He does a tremendous job with college football. The Westgate is one of the most respectable books here in Vegas. They got a great staff of guys there that put the numbers together. Ed's been doing it a long time. He's fantastic. I reached out and I said, Ed, 
Can you give me lines on a neutral for Georgia versus Florida State, Michigan versus Florida State, Alabama, Florida State, and Oregon, Florida State? He gave me those four numbers. I want to show you what an, an, an act, a really well-respected bookmaker thinks of Florida State's current situation versus those four teams. I want to give you one caveat. I'm going to give you these numbers, but games are going to be played this weekend. And that's going to have an effect on what these numbers would be next week. So keep that in mind, right? Okay. Like if Alabama goes out and beats Georgia, their power number is going to go up. Therefore, this number would change. This is what it would be right now on a neutral. Do you want to play the guessing game here? Let's take a, I'll take a, one quick shot at each one. All right. Georgia versus Florida State. How does the bookmaker see it? Georgia, Georgia minus 13. Georgia minus 14. You're right there. Two okay. touchdown favorite. So right now you're telling me the number one team in the country against Florida State, 14 points is the spread. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's Georgia. Mm-hmm. Michigan versus Florida State. Michigan minus 10. Michigan 13. Wow. 13. Wow. So basically the book's telling you, again, Georgia one point better than Michigan there. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. All right. How about Oregon against Florida State? Oregon would be a one-loss team if they beat Washington. Would you want to jump them over Florida State? What do you think the bookmaker makes Oregon versus Florida State? Having With all that information you've just given me, I would say 12 points. Ducks minus 10. Wow, that minus 10. is a little light, but okay. So, well, think about it, though. You're giving me an undefeated Florida State team with their backup quarterback against a one-loss Oregon team, and Oregon's laying 10, and there are people that are out there making the case that, no, 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 Florida State undefeated, they should get in ahead of them. And then right, finally, I, what you... based, I, I also was considering, based on the line, that Oregon is favored by over Washington this week, that like they had a higher respect for what ah. Oregon was doing. So, ah. I hear you. Yeah, because they're a nine and a half point favorite. Right. A lot exactly. of that. A lot of that is the rematch. The rematch angle. Yes. Okay. And then finally, Alabama, the number eight seed. So a team that's ranked eighth right now. What is Alabama? Now keep in mind, if Alabama beats Georgia, that would change this number. So I don't want people locking into this. This is what it would be today. Alabama on a neutral today against Florida State. I it, I hesitate to do it. I will just say nine, but I think it's I I I'm not going to be shocked if it's double digit. Good work by you. You you did really well on these. Uh, it's 10. Okay. 10. So a one-loss team that's currently ranked 8th where people say, well, even if they beat Georgia, they might not get in. Bookmakers out here say, yeah, they're a 10-point favorite over Florida State. I know Seminole fans don't want to hear this, but this is what the world who does this for a living thinks of you. You're just not one of the four best teams. You're not. And it's yep. unfortunate that your starting quarterback went down. You've had a hell of a season, but them's the breaks. And that's what happens on occasion, and you just got the roll end of the deal. That's a great job by you getting those numbers. Love it. Let's get lunch. Let's get lunch. Because that is it for me today. (laughs) And listen, you earned it, because that is an educational thing, and I could not agree with you more, especially now that across sports, gambling has been embraced as much as it has. Use those minds to your advantage. Understand what you're looking at and have another perspective added to it. And that tells me an awful lot what you just told us right there. That's what I aim for. Yes, it's educational. It's Fortinball. That's the name. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, if you're confused by what happened in the NBA last night, don't worry because coaches and players are too. It's next (laughs) on ESPN Radio. If you know someone that's battling cancer, extend a message, extend a prayer, 
So many times I laid in a hospital and it was those messages that picked me up at the darkest moment. It gave me such a lift to see, you know what, I'm going to beat this, man. Don't give up, man. Don't give up. This is V-Week at ESPN Radio. Join the fight. Go to v.org backslash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Richard gets it back from Warford. Hands to Jalen Brown and lays it up and in. And the Celtics lead by 30. If I was another team, I'd be upset as well. We were doing, you know, the hacker drumming in the middle of the fourth quarter. But coaches have made their decisions and we, we stick with it. I tell you what, if you could figure out everything that's going on in the tournament, the, the in-season NBA tournament, and how to actually advance all the tiebreakers, I mean, you're better than me. I am. I was never a math guy by any stretch of the imagination. And, Joe, like just the idea that people are having to do math in the middle of a game to figure out how many points they have to win by to advance last night, that is just wild to me. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. I, I, I have to say, like I have interest in the tournament. I do. All that stuff... That's got to go because it doesn't feel right. That can't be your first or, or second or a, a really consequential tiebreaker to have point differential be it like they do in English soccer or, or whatever when you're having one team having to leave their starters in and just pound the daylights out of the other team in a situation that they are just not comfortable with. So I'll take you through my personal experience with this. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about it on the show a little over a month ago. I bet Boston to win their respective group, right? right. N- not really a, a, a me going out on a limb there. Laid the minus 150 on them to do it. They started 2-0, and but then they lost their third game to Orlando, who finished 3-1 and in the four games. 
Uh-huh. So Boston's playing last night. I think I'm dead to rights because I just assumed if Boston went three and one, but they're three and one and Orlando's three and one, the head to head matchup would determine the tiebreaker. So I'm not even paying attention to this. So my flight lands last night and I see all this news about these teams that are just blowing out their opponents because of point differential. And I noticed Boston's one of them. And I check my account, and because Boston won by so many points, they moved past Orlando and they won the group. So Boston finishes three and one. Orlando finishes three and one. Orlando beats Boston, but Orlando misses out on advancing to the next round because Boston's point differential was better. So I feel bad for Orlando first and foremost. I feel great for myself because it wins the Boston bet, right? Yeah. But to your point, number one, the league needs to do a better job of educating people on this. And I think some of that falls to us uh, as a company. We've tried to do it on Daily Wager, but... We haven't done enough of it. The NBA, its partners, we need to do a better job of laying out these scenarios so people understand. Number two, let's remember it is the first year. And the first year is always going to have some problems. F1 had some problems out here in Vegas, but by all accounts, people who went down to check it out that I talked to absolutely loved it, right? There are going to be some growing pains the first year through. I am more than okay with how this is gone. It's not perfect, but the fact that these dudes were playing hard last night like what? Isn't that what we wanted? Are you yeah. not entertained? In the words of Maximus Aurelius Decimus? Yes. Listen, and they're into it. I give the players a lot of credit because I wasn't sure exactly how much they were going to care. They care. They absolutely care. And that's what the league wanted all along. But in that Celtics-Bulls game, you got the Bulls who were, you know, just can't get out of their own way to begin with. No, and Billy stink. Donovan's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And he and Joe Missoula have to have a discussion mid-game about why the Celtics are continuing to try to run them out of the gym. Here's Missoula after the game on that. It wasn't necessarily a miscommunication, but we had a guy on our staff sitting near the bench giving – once I told him, don't talk to me until we're until at the point where it's necessary. And so once it got to 30 at the start of the fourth, we started communicating on what the Brooklyn game was going and what the deficit was. And so when I started the hacker drumming, Billy thought we had to win by 22, but he didn't know the ramifications of what was going on in the Brooklyn-Toronto game. And so I just had to explain to him this is what my this is what our people are telling us this is what we have to do this is the process towards protecting our lead it gives us the best chance to win in advance and so credit to him for understanding that yeah and and what he's referencing is they had to keep putting Andre Drummond on the free throw line because they knew he was going to miss. <laughs> so, so in a game that's one twenty that ends up one twenty four ninety seven in the fourth quarter, the Celtics are still hacking away at Andre Drummond, sending him to the line. Billy's like, "What the hell's going on here?" It um, it, it's it's fascinating because it, this is why the head to head matchup should be the tiebreaker. You're all playing each other, so that should be the first tiebreaker. And then, if for some reason that's an issue, which I don't know why it would be, well, there is an issue, Joe, because because well, you could have three of them, right? You have three of them. The Nets are also were three and one in that uh, pool, and they had beaten the Magic. The Magic had beaten the Celtics, and the Celtics had beat the Nets. Right, so, so did that's point why differential come what's going into on play? So is is head to head the first tiebreaker? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. It, it, so they, believe- so that would have been determined, so we wouldn't have needed point differential if Brooklyn had not beaten Orlando. Yes, because in Orlando would have been 4-0. Right. No, no, here's what I'm saying. Okay, just bear with me. Two teams are 3-1. and one. Just, just assume Brooklyn's not 3-1, and one, okay? Two teams are 3-1. and one. 
Orlando's three and one. Boston's three and one. Orlando beats Boston. Is that the end? Have we determined it just based on head to head at that point? We're still looking into it. <laughs> hey, man, I swear to God, Were speaking you? from a position of knowledge and not having the knowledge is just an all time radio move. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to hammer him on it. I'm not going to hammer him on it in this spot because of the fact that this is so convoluted and has been from the beginning. It's not just Missoula at that point who's trying to keep track and watching what's going on. Nets, Raptors, that ends up being a 12-point game. But then listen to Jalen Brown uh, after the game, too, getting asked about it. You guys as players kind of knew coming in, right, that 23 points was the the goal. So. It, it was just something like you guys kind of said, okay, we know we got to do this. It's tough because, uh, I mean, that's just not how the game is supposed to be played. You know, one, you got to respect your opponents. And and two, like, you know, it's just we're set up. You know, we understand the rules. But like if I was another team, I'd be upset as well if we were doing, you know, the hack of drumming in the middle of the fourth quarter. But, you know, coaching staff made their decisions and – we, we stick with it. Okay. Now, having said that, here's what we are looking at as we have reached the knockout rounds. Okay. Uh, in the uh, in the wet in the East, we have got the Bucks, Knicks. Bucks are the top seed in the East, and then you have got uh, Indiana and uh, Indiana and Boston. As Indy's the two, Boston's the three. In the West, it's. Uh, Lakers and uh, Suns, and then we've got uh, Pelicans and Kings. Is that correct? I believe that's correct. Uh, but that, that I don't know. Be- Why don't you ask Handman? Yeah, exactly. This is uh, they got some of the alternate uh, logos up on the screen, which is what I'm trying to go by here. Good luck with that. They've but- already announced who's hosting who. Like Indiana's going to host Boston, and then I believe yes. Milwaukee hosts the Knicks. In yeah. The so this is so December 5th, which is next week. You've got uh, the um, Bucks Knicks at 7.30 and then the Lakers Suns later that night. Uh, the fourth, the day before, you've got Pacers uh, hosting the Celtics and then the Kings hosting the Pelicans. Okay. All right. How about the fact Denver's not in there? This thing got interesting. Some of the best teams are not in there. Defending champs aren't there. It's, I'll tell you, it just it shows... I'm not going to sit there and tell you that Denver didn't care. I think teams cared, but I think some teams prioritized it more than others. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, without question. Without question. Some teams, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of players have even spoken about the fact that they didn't really understand what was at stake here. They were a little confused. That's okay. The NBA is trying something new. There are going to be growing pains. I don't see that as a problem. I really don't. We hate the idea of all this load management, so we created something to make the season a little bit more competitive. Last night, we saw teams hammering the opposition because of that competitive nature. But again, we don't necessarily want to see you running up the score. Okay, the league can go back. They can discuss it. They can tweak. They can improve. This is not the be-all, end-all. I'm just happy that the NBA was willing to try this. I know a lot of people were resistant to this, that it was something that's forced down their throats. I'm into it. It's something that made some of these games a little bit more interesting to me, and ultimately that's what I want. I want things to be interesting. Listen, next Tuesday and Wednesday, I'll be locked in. I will be absolutely locked in on it, and I want to get excited for it. I think it is something that, uh, Monday and Tuesday, I should say, I think it is something that, 
is good for the league. I just need the league to treat me like the idiot that I am. Yes. We are dumb. We are really dumb. Handman, you actually figured this out, did you not? Yeah, so you were right. Head-to-head if it was just two teams, but if it's three teams, it's point differential and point scored. Okay, so we work towards a secondary tiebreaker in that situation. Head-to-head is is relatively clear, though. I do feel bad for Orlando. Quietly, if you're not paying attention to the NBA, Orlando's kind of nasty this season. Yeah, you haven't seen them, they're kind of nasty. I like Ben Carroll. I like watching him play. He's cool. Carlin versus Joe. He's cool. There it is. Put put that on a t-shirt, Ben Carroll. He's cool. I like watching him play. He's cool. That's right. (laughs) TM. Should have said that at the end. You got it. You got it in there. There's a scenario where the entire SEC gets left out of the college football playoff, and I can't wait to see Paul Feinbaum's head explode. We'll ask him about it next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Joe's mobile app has 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info. It's easy to Geico. Second to last, college football playoff rankings have just been revealed. Number six is Ohio State. Oregon is now five. Florida State is four. Number three is Washington. Number two is Michigan. Number one is Georgia. Based on what we just saw, if you're Florida State, it looks like you're four quarters away from controlling your own destiny and securing a spot in the playoff. Looking at the games, looking at everything that we can to come up with what we believe are the right rankings, and we feel good about number one, number two, number three, number four. I'm not going to lie. It's my favorite segment of the week. It is Paul Feinbaum. 
who is joining us. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Of course, Paul of the Paul Feinbaum Show. And I just know that through all of this, his head is about ready to explode with some of the machinations <laughs> that could happen this weekend. So, Paul, let's just start here. And I think this might be the leading candidate, this scenario that Greg McElroy is about to lay out for us, as he did last night on ESPN Bet Life. So let's just start here. Take a listen to this regarding Alabama and not being guaranteed a playoff spot if they beat Georgia. I don't think Bama in victory is a slam dunk. I think they need two upsets in front of them to make the playoff. Meaning they control their destiny in one. They need Georgia to lose. That would be an upset. That's one. The next one, they need either Texas to lose to Oklahoma State or they need Florida State to lose to Louisville. In the event in which those two things happen, then yes, Bama, I think, will get in the playoff, but they're not going to jump Texas. The committee won't do it. They were going to take the path of least resistance and knowing the head-to-head that existed between Texas and Bama, I don't see a scenario where Tide can still win this weekend and be left out. I think that's a possibility it's an uncomfortable one but it is a reality that that could very well come to the surface if chalk flies on saturday with the exception of the sec championship paul is it a reality well yeah first of all i'm not an intellectual like greg so let me cut it down to to the bone okay (laughs) that that's the most absurd thing i've ever heard if that (laughs) that comes to fruition uh and i'm torn by that because it would be wrong on every account, but if I could just speak to you privately for a moment, mm. the devil in me would be at work early Monday afternoon taking phone calls from Bama fans. <laughs> <laughs> what are you what the other topic that we've been debating and we've heard from everyone on this, the idea that Florida State without Jordan Travis at quarterback Beats Louisville this weekend, moves to thirteen and zero, wins the ACC. In or out, in your opinion? Well, I, I know what, what Greg said is one hundred percent correct. By the way, that's how the committee thinks, and that's why this committee is full of crap. Because in that world, Jordan, Jordan Travis is the key component here. He's the best player on their team. He's the reason why they are in this position. They've had one game without him, and it was a very pedestrian win with Rotomaker against a terrible Florida Gator team. And in my world, I would set them out. I mean, I don't really care that they're the ACC champion. Uh, I don't need to educate you guys on what you have to do to win the ACC. You have to beat a Louisville team that 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 lost to Kentucky at home. You've got to get through Wake Forest and – Duke and Miami and like who else is in that league? Syracuse and Pittsburgh and Boston College. Meanwhile, you got Bama over here uh, dealing with Ole Miss and 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 Auburn, which is a tough game in Auburn. And beating let's let's not forget they will have beaten the number one team in the country. And I know that what happened last year and the year before doesn't count. It shouldn't count, but. This is a team that's won 29 straight games. This is a team that has dominated the sport, and they will have beaten them. But let's go ahead and give Florida State a participation trophy because they made it through a middling league. And by the way, I know what the ACC SEC record is this year. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, I, I want to see Florida State without Jordan Travis go to Missouri on a cold November day. You think they're going to win there? No. You think they can win in Tiger Stadium? No, I don't think – I think there's a lot of places they wouldn't win. 
They barely won in Florida, and 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 we and we've been debating whether the Florida coach should even survive for the third season. He will, but not not that that's really germane to this conversation. Paul Feinbaum of the Paul Feinbaum Show with us, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Uh, all right. At this point, how do you value the Texas win over Alabama earlier this year when it comes to evaluating those two if they can slide up? Yeah, I don't want to be a complete grouch here and say it doesn't matter. I think I think it's a it's just a significant win, but and but it should should it be the determining factor? I don't think it should because I think what you have to look at they both have identical resumes in, in many respects except the head to head but that was on September 9th I'm looking at it like uh, on on December 2nd who are the four best teams in the country and, now you, you, and by the way you're not going to have five losses if you're one of the four best teams in the country uh, I think I think in, in this scenario Alabama will, will be one of the four best teams in the country Michigan's one of the four best teams you know what Ohio State might be too uh, I mean, there, I, I, I look at it. If Ohio State played Florida State, who wins that game? I know Thank who wins you. the game. It's Ohio State. Yeah, and it's this and, is and the thing. Te- you know, Texas the same way. I, I just don't think Texas is as good as, as Alabama is right now. And I know Alabama had a, needed a million to one shot, but guess what? They got it. So did Ohio State fall too far then to six, or, or were they properly at six? Uh, they don't matter to me right now because I'm I'm try I, I've got to I've, I've got to try to figure out too many other things. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I I don't like the fact that they're not in the championship game. I, I think there has to be some value to that. If you're going to play an extra game, it it should count for something. And I know this shouldn't be a factor, but didn't we put Ohio State in last year? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, recently told the LA Times that it's still, quote, a game-time decision whether or not he'll declare for the draft by the January 15th deadline. I mean, how serious do you think he is about coming back to school and playing another year? <laughs> I mean, I, I, Caleb, I, I mean, I used to think you were a smart guy. I mean, you want to go back and play for that team and that coach? Are you kidding me? Uh, get out of there! Run! Don't 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 look! Just get go! Uh, I mean, I I don't know what kind of games he's playing. I really don't believe what he said. You're going to turn down a shot at being the number one pick in the NFL draft to play for a garbage team like like USC? I mean, seriously, it's one thing you know for Peyton Manning 25 or 30 years ago to come back and and play for a team he thought he had a chance for a national championship. I, by the way, I wouldn't do that either. Uh, with the kind of money on the line right now and, and the future going down the drain in five seconds. But I think Caleb Williams is just talking to hear himself talk. No, no, no one in their right mind should believe him. Paul, great stuff as usual. I cannot wait to talk to next week. And I and listen, probably like you and your inner devil, there is some of me that roots for chaos. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've had some epic shows, but this one would retire. I, I, I would retire <laughs> after after the show. Don't say that, I'm Paul. Not, Mad I, Dog I, said I mean, that. You can't do any better. <laughs> 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 Paul Feinbaum, of course, of the Paul Feinbaum Show on SEC Network. And don't forget, the final college football playoff selection rankings can be heard live right here on ESPN Radio. Seen on ESPN this Sunday. Countdown to kickoff is going to take the official reveal live in the noon hour. All the reaction and... 
just as important to hear how the rankings will play out early January, the college football playoff semis, the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day right here on ESPN Radio, and, of course, the national championship on January 8th. Feinbaum, as usual, brought to you by our friends at Ryobi. Ryobi is awesome. Let me tell you why, because this Saturday you can make cleanup easy with the Ryobi 18-volt one-plus cordless leaf blower from the Home Depot. How much chaos will we actually get Sunday? We will tell you all about that right after I tell you about this from our friends at Indeed. Hiring is personal. That doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Indeed's all-in-one hiring solution helps employers of all sizes source interview, and hire candidates all from one place. When you post a sponsored job on our platform, you get access to a large pool of quality candidates who have uploaded a resume to Indeed and that could match your job description. You can then review their profiles to make sure they meet your must-have requirements. Make the hiring process work for you. Log in. Get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Second to last, college football playoff rankings have just been revealed. Number six is Ohio State. Oregon is now five. Florida State is four. Number three is Washington. Number two is Michigan. Number one is Georgia. Based on what we just saw, if you're Florida State, it looks like you're four quarters away from controlling your own destiny and securing a spot in the playoff. Looking at the games, looking at everything that we can to come up with what we believe are the right rankings, and we feel good about number one, number two, number three, number four. I think I could listen to Kevin Winter count things down all day, frankly. That was fantastic. <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This Good Hands Moment of the Week is brought to you by Allstate with insurance. From Allstate, you'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. To me, the most interesting aspect of the whole thing is what we heard from Greg McElroy in that cut last segment that it could actually be possible that you would have a one-loss Alabama team win the SEC championship and be left out of the college football playoff. Because the way it lays out right now, if everything else just kind of falls to form, in theory, that would happen. Now, it would be absurd. And then you've got the team in front of them right now at number seven in Texas. And, of course, they beat Alabama on the road. 
I got to hear from Sark. Here's Steve Sarkeesian laying out their resume. I like our resume. You know, clearly, you know, I think our strength of schedule speaks for itself. I think we played quality opponents from from our non-conference schedule all the way through our conference schedule. To me, and I, and I, I say this because I was at Alabama, to go into Tuscaloosa, Alabama and win by 10 points where they're 59-2 and two in their last 61 games, and the only other team to beat them was Joe Burrow and LSU. I think that that speaks for itself. And again, I think to the versatility and depth of our team. So I'm not here to, to campaign for us. What I do know is we got to take care of business Saturday, and then hopefully you guys have me on Saturday night, and then I can start really campaigning. Well, here's the problem. Oklahoma. Oklahoma's the problem. The Texas loss to Oklahoma, as good as the Alabama win was back at the in the you know back in early September, when you lose to Oklahoma and then Oklahoma goes on and you know uh, loses to Oklahoma State once already and loses to Kansas. I mean, how am I supposed to treat you with that same level of respect when the team you lost to then really just shows a couple of weeks later they're not all that great. And it's it's not just that it's I want each one out over UCF too by the way it's, I left that and it's out. it's it's yeah it's not even it's I watched a lot of Texas this year Texas is sloppy why Texas we why had you a, watch lot a lot of money Texas? on the Texas win total <laughs> I had a lot of money on the Texas win total and they were very good to me and it hates and I hate the idea that I'm on national radio saying this but they were very sloppy in that Oklahoma game they were very sloppy two weeks later in the Houston game they got a very fortunate break from the officials late in the game with that spot on third down that ended up setting up a fourth down that Houston didn't convert that game could have very easily been tied they were very fortunate against Kansas State they won that in overtime they almost blew it against TCU they they have been good this year but when we're talking about the four best teams in the country I'm sorry you're a two touchdown favorite against Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game I don't put a whole lot of stock into that game I really don't it's the same thing with how we view Michigan versus Iowa we talk about how these conference championship games matter yeah but they shouldn't all matter for exactly the same amount of value every single year the Oregon Washington conference championship game is huge the Alabama Georgia conference championship game is huge Iowa Michigan not huge at all Michigan's a 23 point favorite in that game right so you go to the big 12 you're playing oklahoma state it it wasn't a tough conference this idea that these undefeated power five schools just deserve a place in not all of them are created equal some of them aren't playing big enough games and if bama beats georgia a team that's won what like 28 29 straight games back-to-back titles you're telling me that's not going to get them a place in there winning the biggest baddest conference on the planet in front of everybody like they're going to sit behind texas that texas win i'm sorry it happened at the beginning of the season i don't view it the same as i i would be viewing it if it happened in the last few weeks and i think that's fair yeah listen uh, the conference championship thing we you can really get caught up in it i i think you're going to get burned by it twice this year and what do i mean number one obviously florida state if florida state wins and they're in the top four To me, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry, you've had a great season, but you lost your best player. And frankly, I'm doing you a favor, okay? Because you could end your year feeling awful about yourselves getting absolutely destroyed by somebody in the first college football playoff. That absolutely can, can and will happen. Number two, 
the fact that Ohio State's not getting into a conference championship game because they're in the same division as Michigan, and that game ends up at the end of the year. I mean, who are the two best teams in the Big Ten? I mean, shouldn't they be playing again this week? I mean, again, this this speaks to the stupidity of the divisions in college football. Well, they're getting rid rid of of it now with the expansion next year in the Big Ten, but you're right. Yeah, next year, great. But this year, no, not great. Like, the Pac-12 got rid of the divisions this year, and we get a great matchup as a result. Exactly. The ACC got rid of their divisions, and the conference is just down. But the idea that Michigan-Ohio State play, and they're both undefeated, and one of them is just completely frozen out. Meanwhile, we get Iowa. No one thinks of Iowa as a legit national championship contender. 23-point dog. Nobody cares about that game. It has no value for Michigan whatsoever. None. That only has downside. Michigan only gets burned in that game. If Michigan does not win by 40, people look at him and go, oh, couldn't beat up on Iowa, huh? And I got news for you. Well, part of me that's thinking about taking the 23. Oh, yeah? A little part of me. I think the team total for Iowa is like six and a half. Would you bet that <laughs> Iowa could score seven points in this game? Would you bet the over? I would, I would, I would bet that they could. I would not bet the under on that. I would not because just because it's so low, something fluky can happen. You know, somebody coughs up the football, gets returned for a touchdown, a fumbler, uh, a punter fumbles a snap, something like that. No, I wouldn't do that. But (laughs) I might take the point. But anyway, the point is this. If we end up with just a convoluted top four because of these conference championships next week, Joe, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. That's just where I come down on it. And. God, I, no offense to Florida State, but I have no interest in watching you play. None in the top four. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.